Updog fella. Look good, feel good, play good. We got some new Adidas golf swag coming the fella's way. I don't know if any new golf swag would help your game, but, but I love it. Adidas is excited to introduce new offerings within the go-to apparel collection that allows you to bring your style to the golf course. Not the traditional golf uniform. Go-to brings a fresh attitude to the game wherever you play. You'll look good on and off the course while enjoying all the technical benefits that let you play your best. Featuring streetwear-inspired style, the go-to collection rewrites all the rules and encourages you to express your style through every swing. Explore the new go-to collection on adidas.com golf, fella. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey, this is Robert Lang, and you guys listening to the Missing Carfew. Fresh up instead of missing curfew up dog Mondays. Big fella. It's nice to uh nice to see you there in the shack. Look at that DraftKings. Hey, Cheers. I got a little coffee here, fella. I got the DraftKings mug. How are you? How That's you a doing? Nice mug. What do you got in there? You got a little coffee and Bailey's in there? Or what do you got? No, I should go with the Get Slap special coffee <laughs> and Bailey's, but uh no, I, I, I'm doing like a I'm doing like a half-ass dry January because I'm going to Vegas next Friday with our boy Billy Quinn. We're playing. Uh, you're gonna love this. We're playing Summit on Friday. We're going to uh, UFC Apex fights on Saturday afternoon. So up dog, the Apex is where it's like it's like tight, old school, smaller octagon. Totally. And then uh, depending how we feel, up dog, maybe Oilers nights that night. So oh, big weekend. Wow. So I can't I can't stay up I can't stay off the sauce that weekend. Yeah, I was gonna say don't plan too many things while you're in Vegas. You know how hard it is to get up for you know. Yeah, you've never played golf in Vegas, I think, right? So my first time ever playing <laughs> golf. I'm, I'm, I'm flying in uh, flying in Friday morning. Uh, we're going right out. Shout out to shout out to my boy Herbie who. Uh, Actually, Herbie wants to talk to us about doing some merchandise with him, too. He's like, he's like, do you know what I fucking do for a living? I'm like, Herbie, I just thought you sat at 8-0 and drank all the time, buddy. He's like, what do you do? I was like, I do merchandise. I'm like, I'll be the up dog. I'll talk to you. So You're like, all right, Herbie. All right, Herbie. Yeah. That's, let's go, baby. What do you got for the boys? Yeah. What do you got? I'm like, I'm like, make some sick hats for the up dog. Here. Let's see if we can get you guys, guys approved. But, uh, <laughs> Uh, no, the first time ever playing golf up, Doug. I know you think that's hilarious, but every time I go to Vegas, I just get absolutely banged up, as you know. It's uh, bring bring a toque. And speaking of toques, I'm you know supporting my uh, my crew here. Big win, but uh, oh, I hear it's pretty chilly in Vegas. Kind of a little brisky there in the desert. It can be you know come January. Yeah, I know, I know. So we're teeing off at like twelve thirty because Billy's flying in from Cabo. So it's going to be the last few holes. I'm, I, might, I might need that can of toque. So. Nice, baby. Nice. Well, good luck out there. That'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. So congrats to Team Canada, obviously, up dog. And we just thought it was fitting, you know, you know, we're going to get into, into the checks more and more in our podcast, you know, that drops on Thursday. But what a run by the checks. And me and you, you know, we were kind of going back and forth. And, and who better to have than, than this ultimate all-time legend that we got coming on here today, Robert Lang, a guy I met through you. 
who's an absolute beauty. I played against great golfer, six flow. So we just thought we'd bring on the Czech legend and uh, thanks for grabbing him. Yeah, Bobby Lang, boys. He's He was a treat. One of my favorite teammates, this guy on and off the ice legend. I mean, battled hard for a couple of years, was I think behind points in, in only Lemieux one year for the Hart Trophy. This guy's an absolute legend. Like you said, he's got great flow. He's kept his his uh, Checo, uh, uh, his, what, what do you, geez, what do you call it? His accent, you know, that nice accent. Yeah. He keeps that strong. I'm like, how do you live in Southern California and keep that accent, a Czech accent so strong? Um, but what a treat. It'll be, it'll be fun talking to him. I caught up with him last week. Uh, we had some laughs. I said, listen, gold medal game. What are we playing for? A lot on the, a lot on the line. But, uh, you know, congrats to those boys up in Halifax. It was insane. Uh, nice to see them go back-to-back goals in the last, you know, four or five months. Uh, big for Team Canada. Big for Hockey Canada. Yeah, it, it was huge. And, and like I said, there's lots of stuff. We're, we're going to dive into more about the Halifax, the fans and stuff later in the week. But <clears throat> I'm glad you brought up his accent because I cannot wait for this. He has the best laugh. Well, we played golf with him in, uh, in San Diego at La Jolla. Like, his laugh and his chirps and the way he says uppy is, is hilarious. So, uh Czech legend, gold medal winner, Robert Lang, coming at you. Welcome back to Mr. Curfew, Up Dog. One of, um, one of our all-time favorites here, Ovi. One uh, of our all-time favorites right great, here. Great <laughs> golfer, great hockey player, sick flow. And with Czech going to the gold medal game, we had to bring him in. So bring him in, Up Dog. Uh, this is one of my favorite all-time teammates, Langer, not just for your hair. But because <laughs> when I was vibing in Phoenix and I was feeling good, I, I hurt my knee. They bring in an absolute sniper to replace me on that half wall in the power play. No one other than the legend himself, Robert Lang. Thanks for joining the boys. I'm missing Kirby, fella. Anytime, guys. Anytime. Pleasure to, to join you guys and good to see your faces. I mean, it's a Saturday morning here. Are we taking you away from your from your Saturday golf game? What, what are we taking you no. away from here today? No, Uppy. Friday is the Friday. That's the game day. <laughs> and, and then, then Sunday morning back at it again. So Saturday is free. You know, that's, uh, this is a perfect timing. That's good. Yeah, just like just like the boys at Big Canyon Langer. First of all, nobody says Uppy better than Langer. Uppy <laughs> says that Langer the best way ever. But Langer, we play we play Fridays and then the boys here play Sundays. But I don't know about you. Are you like a seven o'clock, seven thirty tea time? Because these guys, I'm like, let's push her back to nine. Nothing wrong with nine a.m. Yeah, no, there has to be a gentleman's start. I mean, let's <laughs> let's not let's not get nasty out there at seven o'clock tea times. You know, I mean, <laughs> the body doesn't move before eight thirty, so it's you know you gotta you gotta wake up a little bit. It, it's like someone asked me a question here the other day, boys, about like uh, what's it like to play like matinee games? Do you guys like them or not? You know, and I'm like, listen, some coaches would tell players you are not you are not a morning guy. You can't practice. You can't. <laughs> You can't play these noon games in New York. Langer, did you like the did you like the afternoons or did you like to get that nap in? Uh, I like the I like to get the nap in. I mean <laughs> the later the better. You know, I, I, I like that. Eight o'clock was perfect. But uh noon the the afternoon games, I don't know, never really felt like a real game. You know what I mean? You're so used to you're so used to the routine and and uh, and having that nice little day of lunch, take a nap and, and then get ready you know, to, to lace them up. The afternoon ones kind of 
never really felt like a, like a real game. No, I, I, I like the afternoon ones though. Like the two o'clock start, then you come out, get the big win. You look, it's four thirty. Like up top, we got dinner. At, let's go have a couple dinner at six thirty-seven. We'll be at the club. You know, we'll be the early ones there. There, there were definitely upsides to the afternoon game. Like the, the, you, you still got the happy hour, right? So yeah, yeah, absolutely. It took a little while to get the wine legs going a little bit. Right? You're like, geez, yeah. we shouldn't have had that second bottle, boys. Yeah, no, 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 definitely. You, you had to pace yourself the night before. Langer, obviously, you know, with, with Czech going to the, the gold medal game, we wanted to have we wanted to have you on for a long time, buddy, so we really appreciate it. And, and like I said, playing golf with you back in the day was unbelievable. We got to do it again soon. But um, first of all, I got to ask you, what's with this? I got in trouble the other day with calling the Czechs the Czechs. Uh, Czechnia, what, where did this come from, Langer? What's going on? A legend like yourself, explain it to the boys, please. No, you, you know, I wish I, I knew the answer. I, I don't know if, uh, if they just, you know, got sick of the Czech Republic, which to me sounds pretty good and has yeah. been yeah. has been good for a long time. But Czechia, I don't know. I never I never liked it, never got uh, got, you know, to kind of accustomed to that. And, and to be honest, no one back home calls it that way. So, you know, even my wife, she came up, like, I think like a year ago, she's like, Czechia, what are you guys doing? Like, changing your name and this and that, try to be cool. <laughs> I'm like, hey, that's news to me. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't roll off the tongue, doesn't, you know, doesn't have the same sound. I like Czech Republic. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Not really, not really, you know, they... It was lucky for them. They got the they got the silver and uh, and all that. So it, it was a good start. But as far as the name, I'm not really down with it. Yeah, Langer, you think of the checks, and that's like tough. Yeah. you know, you like the oh, well, he's, a, he's a good, he's yeah. a good check. But, or we got to play the checks. Like these guys are bad. Like they're fucking bad news. Like they're yeah. they're tough. <laughs> they're gonna, checks. They're gonna the fucking checks. The checks. No, it just doesn't yeah. sound like it's doesn't sound no, like it's off the top. Up here, I'm with you. It's it's just not. I don't know why. I you know I've really must be something obviously political reason for that or or you know whatever but but as far as just the name yeah i, I don't like it. it it is not it's kind of wimpy you know it's not it's not like like you said like your czech republic at least has like a good sound to it good little zing but czechia is just kind of like yeah let's crawl in a corner somewhere and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey but speaking of tough checks bobby did you get a chance to watch that team play this year in the world juniors because they were big tough I, I will be i think you and i were like this team could give these guys a run like they're they play yeah, like men I was some like, of these guys look i was like, like, like five I was like, I was like, Tuppy, I'm like, I was like, well, what are the boys eating over there in the check? Like, these guys came over the first game. I'm like, they're monsters. You know, I, I haven't watched, I, I, to be honest, I never watched the juniors, you know, like never really got into it. Uh, never played the world juniors myself. So I guess that's maybe why I, I don't follow it as closely as I should, but you know, happy for the for the boys to to perform, and you know, too bad they they uh, you know didn't beat Canada in the finals. But you know, it was a good good showing, and I think for them, it's been a you know one of the best performances in a long time. Yeah, Langer, you know there were, there was twelve guys in the Czech team that played in the CHL. Now you you never played. Did you come over here to play junior, or, or was that something that in Czech Republic say, hey, I want to go play in the Canadian Hockey League because it gets me to the NHL, or is that just something that's happened? recently I, over there yeah i think ob that's something something new like you know when when uh i mean this is ancient history now but when <laughs> we were coming over it was uh you either made it or you played the minors 
but nobody really. I think Peter Nedved was was the only guy from kind of my era who who started in juniors. But that was because he defected when he was so young, and uh, you know he he wasn't drafted yet. So he he played he played juniors. I don't know exactly. I don't know exactly where, but I know that's the only guy from my generation that did that route. I think nowadays the guys, you know, they they do that. I think exposure for them is better, you know, if it works out. Uh, but I something to be said about playing back home against men. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you get you get used to playing against big guys, and you know it's not as hard of a transition when you when you go from juniors to you know to the pros as as when you come in from Europe. I think some of that prep is actually beneficial because you're playing you know against the big guys. Hundred percent, and you're so right about that because when you see these young guys come over, if it's if they play in the Swedish elite league or the Finnish league or the Czech league or whatever, they seem to be able to jump in there, Langer, because they are playing against men. So I kind of kind of found it weird that there was twelve guys playing over here instead of playing in the Czech league or wherever over in Europe. It's I think I think like everything you have a, you have trends that you know someone someone starts they they do well with that and it kind of catches on fire it's like anything you follow any sports right it's it it's it's just you know if it's gonna last a couple of years who knows but you know if it works for them obviously they they played well who you know who knows how how all this will work out for them in the long run but as far as being on a team and and you know getting the exposure it definitely works so you know who's who's to judge if it's right or wrong but i do agree you know playing against men it is beneficial if you want to just you know transition to the nhl yeah and another another thing up there real quick just yeah. last thing, the thing i liked about the check the check team was that they were big like we joked about but they played like with some edge like the first game against canada i don't know if you saw it, langer but they kind of bitch slapped the canadians around and like there was a lot of ex-nhl guys going to twitter about this and that but like growing up as a check player like every Czech guy I played with you guys had tons of skill, but you always played with a little bit of a little bit of fuck you in you, I guess. Like, is that something that's that's bred over there as a young age? Or because every Czech I played with, through a certain, even Milan Hayduk, Hedgy would even give you a little stick if he had to, you know? Yeah, I think I think especially against Canada, right? Because you guys own the stage, especially especially out here, the juniors. Like, you know, it's everyone. It's it's like playing against Detroit back when they were winning Stanley Cups, right? It's such an easy game to get up for because you want to beat the best. And same thing when when you play Canada, you know, it, I don't care what stage, Olympics, World Champs, you just want to beat them, you know? So it, it I think automatically you kind of have that little edge built in just because you know, you you up for the game. You wanna you wanna show them. You know, you wanna basically kick their butt. So I think I think that just kind of comes out. You know, naturally, it's just like when we used to play. You know, Russians during you know the Kami era. It was the same thing. You know, you you just wanted to to beat them. You know, just to shove it up. Yeah, that's that's well said. <laughs> that's well said. It's easy to get up just for those to shove, games. Just to shove it up there. <laughs> hey, and spe speaking of shoving it up there, Langer, in international hockey, you, you've, got, you've got some accolades in the international hockey world. Um, 1998, bring us back to, like, Olympic gold medal, play in Canada in the final, what it's like to maybe see Wayne Gretzky not go out in the shootout. Uh, you know, international hockey was something you've, you've enjoyed. Three Olympics, one – 
you know, gold medal. Bring us back to like what that was like when you step on the stage and you beat, you know, Team Canada, who was had some of the best players in the world. No, first of all, four Olympics, Appy, but uh, who's counting? <laughs> who's counting? <laughs> who's counting? I mean, 16 years yeah, old. Out of four Olympics of dogs. I thought they might have skipped no. one, eh? Jeez. I'm just kidding. But, but definitely, 98 was obviously for us, it was, you know, awesome, unbelievable experience. You know, first tournament when, you know, the all the pros were allowed and, uh, and sort of the ride that we had throughout the whole tournament was epic. Like no one was looking at us, you know, US was basically the number one team at the time. They were predicted to be the, the strongest team and they, they were loaded. Like everyone had their best, right? If it was the Russians, if it was Canada, you know, US. Yeah, I mean, there was not, not a bad team in that tournament. Like that was just, you know, unheard of and everybody wanted to play because it was the first first tournament, you know, that everybody could. So guys like Wayne and and you know all the all the superstars who never got the chance, of course they wanted to go and play Olympics because it's you know it's Olympics. So you know the the way it worked out for us, you know, obviously obviously had a you know the best out, outcome we, we could hope for and and won the gold but the way it, it happened it was like someone literally scripted right like we you know beat beat canada in a shootout and and um, you know wayne not going in a in a shootout it was kind of crazy i think i think guys you know they were going after mark Crawford, you know not putting him out there i don't know if wayne didn't want to go or or what was you know behind the scenes sort of thing but you know, then we played Russians in a final <clears throat> and, you know, it was kind of like the cherry on the top, but the whole experience was just unbelievable. So, so Langer, like when you go in there 98, like when did you guys know, I've never played in a, in a mm-hmm. world champ. I've never played international hockey yeah. also. Like when you're, in a, when you're in a short tournament like that, like what at one time after a game, do you look over to whoever, Hey Duke or whatever and say, fuck boys, we're as good as anybody. Like when in 98 did it click? Like, Hey, we can do this guys. You know what? It it kind of clicked in the beginning. Like we were we were sort of just having the mentality. Like definitely wanted to wanted to win. You know, like we had we had a great team, and and you know Dom was was in and net. You know, playing playing awesome, and and we had guys up front, good defense. But but it kind of I don't know clicked together as we went. You know, through the tournament, all of a sudden we were like, "Yeah, you know what? Like, we can we can do this." And then, you know, no one really overthought it, right? Like, no one was like, "Oh my God, we gotta," you know, "This is it." Like, you know, life or death. I think everybody, by the time you play a couple games, everybody's either in or you're going home. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's super easy. It's just like playing Canada. Like I said, it's easy to get up, right? These tournaments, every game is so easy to get up for because they literally mean everything. So it's like playing, you know, Stanley Cup finals and, and literally every game is that game, right? So you, you just go for two weeks and every game is basically like, guys, this is it. Let's go. Yeah. Also, Sorry, Bobby, I was going to ask, is there anyone like on your international stage that you played with that you kind of grew up with and that you were always excited to kind of get back and play with, wear the jersey with? Like, was there anyone in that group of guys that you played with that were like your childhood buddy that you grew up with? Yeah, so it's funny, Appy, you asked that. Like, uh, from that team, uh, you know, I grew up 
playing in Litvinov. It's, you know, small little town back home, first division, all that. So from from uh, from that, basically my classroom, and we were, you know, going to juniors and all that, there were five guys that we were in a class together that we played on that Olympic team. Wow. So like Marty Ruchinsky, Robert Reichel, Yuri Schlager, myself, <clears throat> you know, we all were basically classmates when we were little kids and grew up playing grew up playing together basically you know the the whole time back home and then with some of them obviously you know played with Schlage in uh, in Pittsburgh for five years or whatever but but it's always fun like you set up it's always fun to you know sort of rekindle you know the the memories and get on the ice with these guys it gives you like that little jump because you know it's it's like you get in together with you know your buddies back home and being like yeah i remember like you know it's, yeah, it's just totally fun hey langer speaking of robert reichel i remember reichs as a leaf kind of with the welding shield on <laughs> and i'm like you know he's kind of a, but but man he was a sick player like obviously Connor bernard just you know, was but he Robert Reichel was fourth all time in World Junior points, so he was a oh. stud from from day one, right? Uh, oh, he was he was a unbelievable player. I remember he was kind of like the the youngest of the whole group of us. When I think when he was fifteen or sixteen, he he already played in a you know in a in a first division men's league, you know, back home, and he broke the scoring record when he was like sixteen. <laughs> you know, so so he was he was a hell of a player since he was. You know, a junior guy, young guy, and uh, I don't think he really got credit for it. But even when he played for the Flames, like he, I, you know, if you look up his stats, he had he had some seasons with you know forty plus goals and ninety plus points. Like it's uh, you know it's pretty impressive. Bob, Bobby, Bobby, I had a chance to play with you, obviously, like in the middle of my career. But I always looked up to you, and you were kind of that older guy I wanted to go for dinner with. I wanted to like sit next to you on the plane, play some cards. When you were younger coming into the league, were there guys that you were kind of like, like, you know, you wanted to follow, you wanted to kind of learn how they were a pro? Like some of these older guys that you played with that, you know, you were like, man, I want to be like that guy. And, and I just, yeah, I learned so much from them. Yeah, I got, I got lucky. Up there. I, I mean, you know, I started in L.A. when L.A. was basically, you know, taken off. Like Gretz was there, brought hockey to California. Like we, we were selling out every game for, you know, I think two years in a row. Like it was it was crazy, right? Like hockey was just like, you know, booming in, in, in SoCal. So it was like, you know, no ducks, no no sharks. It, that was not really existing at the time. Like no one really cared. But the Kings were really the, the real deal. And, uh, you know, I got... I got to play with all the guys from Edmonton era, you know, Luke Robitaille, who was at the time, you know, in his in his prime, like lucky Luke, like, you know, you just, <laughs> put, it around, you just put it around him and he put that in. But all the, all the guys were awesome. Like, you know, I remember, like you said that, I like, always went to dinner with like Yari Curry. He was awesome guy, always someone who, who would be like, hey, let, let's go, like, you know, we are in Toronto. Let's go. They had a they had a place there. You know, Tony Granado, same same thing. Like you know, so I think you have to have the the guys like that who are inclusive of the young kids, right? And being just like, hey, you know, not that you wanna you wanna just you know obviously just just boozing it up every time you go on the road. But, <laughs> but you know, it's it's definitely something that I think brings the team together when you have when you have the older guys you know 
with with the young kids and and sort of taking them under their wing and and just having fun like you know there's there is nothing nothing to it no secret i think it just brings everybody together so so bobby yeah, you're, I, you're, you're you're sorry obi one second you're, you're like a 19 year old coming from czech and you're going to southern california you got the palm trees i was, okay? I was just gonna ask him that and then you're like you're looking around you're like what the hell is this like yeah and i know Prague is good and me and obi have spent a little bit of time in Prague. But I like, want to ask you about talk about the LA Forum, like the Forum Club, and and we're told this that like the Lakers had, you know, obviously great teams, and all the people would go to watch the Lakers, but all the girls would go watch the Kings. Like they all love the Kings, right? They love to go to the hockey. Well, look at his hair. Look right? at his hair. First thing, give me like the young, give me like the young yeah. version of Bobby Lang going in, probably you know speaking a little bit. Uh, better English than you bit. do now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's that like for a nineteen-year-old? You know, it it. It was great. And again, the the group of guys we had there, you know, Rob Blake was was, you know, a couple of years older than me or, or earlier there. So so he was he was, you know, the young upcoming, you know, D and all that stuff. But all the guys were just fun to be around. So like, you know, like you said, the, the old forum club, it was it was fun. Like it was, you know, you open up the curtain, you walked in, and you know, it was. It, You're it a was, national leaguer now. You're like, oh, this exactly. is nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's no, great. But, but to your point, it it was, you know, it was definitely a, a culture shock when you go in from, you know, just basically post communist era, yeah. right? It was it was three years. I came in in ninety two. You know, '89 was when when basically it ended in in Czech, and uh, you know, so so yeah, it was changing back home, but nothing compared to you know LA at it, you know in the '90s. Like yeah. it, it was it was definitely you know like you are like oh yeah okay so I get used to this <laughs> yeah, yeah okay yeah okay oh that's great. Hey, hey uh, Langer, up, up Dog brought up Prague, and I wanted to talk to you about it because I, I don't even know if I ever told you this we were golfing, but I went over to Tampa Bay my third year in the league. We went over to Prague. They took us 12 days before the game, Langer. 12 <laughs> days. And this is before iPads, and there was two TV, there was one English TV channel. It's not like you can sit in your room. Like, so I went out, I went out, like, I went out 10 days straight. Like, I, I don't know. I ended up getting traded, but what a great city, man. I, I, it's one of my favorite cities. The women were beautiful. Everything was great. How much time did you spend in Prague when you were younger? Like, when you went home, would you go back to Prague and train and enjoy the city? No. No. You still, I used to, I would just go basically back home. Uh, we would do little trips, you know, with, with, with the buddies. But, but Prague back then was a little different than it is now. It wasn't, I mean, it was always great city, but it, it wasn't basically as open as it is now, right? So, like, it was more little clicks here, little clicks there. And people didn't used to, you know, just go there from, like, our town, that was not something that that you would do on regular basis like it you would do it every now and then but but that was it but when i you know when i go back now obviously i always i always just stay there go visit my parents and and kind of do the back and forth but i think always like to your point obi like you know going there for 12 days that's a little that's, i don't know if you guys won that game but oh, uh, we, 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 we did we, we didn't win all, all of course got like 52 shots on him we lost like 3-1 i had brian lawton on my nhl series xm show i'm like lots he was a gm like what were you thinking 12 days he's like yeah, yeah it might have been a bad i'm like you think it's just like it's four days before yeah i know yeah, yeah. I, I, we, we did uh, we did one in Tokyo against the Preds, 
And uh, but I think we did five days, five days yeah. before, five <laughs> days before, and and it was plenty. It was plenty. Trust me, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, <laughs> it, it was definitely enough. But I think it's fun. But uh, you know, it's definitely tough on a team to you know sort of have the discipline. I mean, you go into Tokyo or Prague or places like that. You want to see it. You want to enjoy it. It's part of it. You know, at the end of the day, it is just one game. So not to say that it doesn't matter, but you know, if it's if it's fun with the boys and 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 you may not perform to your hundred percent, well, you know, sometimes you got to do something. Langer, <laughs> I, I, I knew I knew I was in trouble when, when Colt Nor took me wide. I was like, oh, <laughs> no, no disrespect to Orsi, but I was like, fuck, I just got dangled by Aura. I'm like, I was still thinking of that. I was still thinking of that prog girl that I met. I fell in love three times there. Langer. Three times I fell in love. <laughs> hey, oh. hey, Bobby. Let's talk about Yogs for a sec. Are you shocked that Yogs is still doing what he's doing? Are you? Were you like this kid's gonna just play till he's like in his grave? Like he's just he, he breathes hockey all day long. I definitely, and you know, to to a point, he owns the team, right? So uh, I think he can technically do whatever he wants. <laughs> but you know, I think if 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 he had you know, young kids, family, and, and sort of, you know, dad going on, I don't think he would be playing. You know what I mean? Yeah, it makes I, a lot of sense, yeah. I, I think injury-wise, your body, I mean, I'm, you know, 52 now, and yeah, I would like to play hockey, but I know <laughs> it's physically not possible. So, <laughs> you know, like, the, the, the mind is still there. But, you know, unfortunately, the, the body kind of, you know, tells you otherwise. It's, but, yeah. I mean, good for, good for him. You know, I haven't seen the, the level of play that he's putting up or whatever. Uh, you know, he's always been a, a, a great guy, good friend of mine, and, and more power to him. You know, hopefully, hopefully he'll just get the team and, and stays in a first division for, for a little while and, and sort of gets himself out of there and, you know, just move on into the management and, and enjoy life. Did he always yeah, have so did, I was going to say, did he always – I played with Yogs in, in Florida for a year. Um, did he always have, like, when he was younger – like these weird little things he'd do with the ankle weights and like shooting the medicine balls with a stick and, and like staying at the rink for fucking, you know, 15 hours a day. Was he, was he always like that creature of the game or was it something you think he had to, to do as he got older? To well, even, even in pit, I know, I know he had like, you know, he would, he would go down there and, and, you know, go to the rink at, you know, whatever odd times at night or, or, you know, just, just in sweats and skates and shoot pucks or work on stuff. I think he always was kind of like a little, you know, uh, trying to figure out things, maybe, you know, obviously get better and all that, but on his, you know, own without anybody sort of watching or talking about it and, you know, asking questions and this and that. I think that was always kind of his ammo, just, just kind of, you know, I'm going to go and, and thinker or whatever you want to yeah. call it, you know, but he always had that kind of in him. It got, I think, a little progressively worse yeah. as his career. It got longer. But, but, you know, I, he, always, he always had that. He always did, did little odd things here and there. That was like that was like Corey Perry, boys. My rookie year, I played with Pierce Anaheim. We had like a couple rituals before the game. 
Fast forward 11 years, I get called up into the, into the Ducks in Tampa. Paris is touching 47 things before the game. I'm like, what are you What are you doing? He's like, I got to do this. So I'm like, it doesn't matter if you touch the glove dryer 14 times, Paris. Just yeah. go in the front of the net, you're going to score. Like, it's, you know, it's funny. Like, it works once, right? Like, we are all such yeah. creatures of habit. And then you have guys like, you know, like I played with, with Gretz or, or Mario, and they, they never even taped their own sticks. Yeah. And they, they literally, they would just yeah, tell exactly. the trainer, just like pick four, you know, okay, pick four. They, they would they would flex them. He said, yeah, these are good. Tape them up. And the guys literally from the grip to the, to the blade, they would do it all and just put them on a bench. Two of the yeah. probably best point getters, you know, I mean, that's obviously Mario didn't play as long, but, you know, best point getters in a game. And as far as like sticks or any kind of pregame was just like, yeah, no, really. I'll just go up and put it in a net, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, hey, Langer, just stick with Yogs. Like, when he was in his prime and you were playing with him in pit, and, like, I don't know, I went with this with this a little bit with Ryan O'Reilly. I was like, let's get away get away from the game a little yeah. bit. Like, the, the fact that he's a great leader and he's a great player, but sometimes I was like, buddy, you've done enough today. Let's go. I, I was probably too far the other way, Langer. I probably should have stayed in the rink a little bit longer instead of <laughs> hustling to lunch. But I guess my question is, was there ever a time where, like, Yogs, Come on, buddy. Fuck it. Let's go. We're good. We're in first place. You're playing great. Let's go. Let's go have dinner or something. Yeah, you know, he always, I mean, he, he liked being with the boys, right? <clears throat> yeah. But he never really drank. So so if, if he had a, a beer or a glass of wine, literally, I haven't seen him <clears throat> do that until he was older. When we were in pit, he would go, he would go with everybody for dinners and, and this and that, but but was never really you know, much of a, much of a sort of a drinker or anything like that, he would go and, you know, if he would go out, he would still go with us, but, but never, never really, you know, never really like that big of a party guy, you know, and, and as far as drinking, that, that wasn't his thing. So, you know, he, he definitely liked to have fun. So, so that was no, no issue. And I think, I think especially in, in Pitt when he was, I think playing his best, you know, I'm, I, I remember games then we would go to Philly and, you know, back then, obviously, holding and hooking, especially if you played in Philly, there was no such a thing as holding and hooking. So, so you know, <laughs> he would he would just get abused the whole game. And and for a guy, you know, to put up with that every, every night, basically, you know, and produce the way he did, I mean, you had to, you know, like tip of the cap because, because that was... <laughs> I mean, you know, he didn't have, especially in pits, like he had some some good players when I was there, you know, with him, but he was basically the engine of the whole team. So, you know, it, it was it was something to watch. Yeah, Let, let's stay in pit langer. So, and let's let's just transition that to you. Like, you know, you played the game the right way, no visor, but you're a guy from Czech coming over, <laughs> coming over, hooking and holding, fighting. Like, what did you think of the game back then? And how, is it just something you dealt with? Because you're a big guy. I mean, you could handle it. But yeah. some nights some nights where you're like, fuck off, that's a hook or that's a hold. Or... Yeah, but I think back then everybody everybody just played the same way, right? So I remember I remember we were in Montreal once and, and you get tripped. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, getting a breakaway, you get tripped. And, uh, and I'm look, looking at the ref and he's like, oh, come on, you better skater than that. You know, and I'm just like, really? You know, but you just took it the way it was. It it went both ways. And, you know, at the end of the year, it all evened out. I think 
if I would change anything to the game now, I would bring a little bit more of the physicality back in. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I love to see the game fast and skilled and, and all that, but I think hockey was always thought of as, you know, the real man's game. Like, you know, you, you had to... You had to basically be tough, even if you didn't fight or any of that. You had to be tough to, to play it, right? And I think now it a little bit kind of goes away. I'm not saying, you know, it's not there at all, but I would like to see it back to some point, you know, just a little bit more of the battles. Yeah, I think we, we can all attest to that, right? Like those butterflies you used to have as a younger guy going in, you're like, these guys are full-grown men. I'm going to get beat up when I go to the net. But that whole thing, that mindset made hockey – like what it is it, it made oh, it yeah. like that it made it that kind of war where like at the start of every season you're like okay i'm i feel healthy right now but this is gonna start to hurt right away <laughs> now these, these kids kind of go in and they're just like you know what kind of what kind of you know logos are we going to put on my skates today or what you know what kind of flashy kind of tape am i going to use it's like a they're just out there to kind of have highlight real goals and stuff where we were before it was like a full like hey we're going to war you wanted to show your older teammates that you were like this young kid that bought into the whole program. It's a full, it was a mindset that I think is a little bit missed in today's game. You guys are right. I, I think so. Like if you, you know, and obviously you don't want to go too far back, but you know, if you look up, you know, Holmstrom, the, the price he had to pay to stand in front of the net, right? You know, Cicerelli, Pat Verbeek, like those were not big guys. And back in the day when, you know, you had Kevin Stevens and, you know, guys of his like, you know, basically protecting the crease and the goalie, you you know, you really had to grow a pair to go on the front. <laughs> you know, I mean, that, that's just how it is. And, and those guys had their jobs because they figured that out, right? So, so I think there's something to be said when, when the guy, <clears throat> like, figures out a skill that he's good at and, and perfects it. You know, like it just really doesn't exist nowadays that, you know, you could be 150 pounds and you stand on front and no one really can do anything. Yeah, and Langer, that, you're that's what I, I preach that every week when I when I do Mr. Curfew Up Dog or other stuff like the open ice hits where guys are getting their head taken off fun. I can live with I can live with that out of the game. But like the hits in the corners and in front of the net, like Holmstrom's a great example. It was near the end of his career when I was in the league, but I would cross-check him and abuse him, and he would just look at me. It was almost frustrating because you're like, punch me in the face or something, and he would just look at me and go right back. But Langer, I'm with you in front of that net, and now you see all the time. I don't know how much NHL you watch, but goaltender interference every fucking play. It's like if you let me do my job as a defenseman and keep Robert Lang out of the blue paint, we don't have to worry about this. And at the same time, if you want to get 20 and you go to the front of the net, you got to pay a price. Yeah. And, and I'm with you, like, it's, it's definitely, you, you got to protect the, especially the stars of the games from, from getting taken out, right? Like you said, if, if it's a head hit, no, that doesn't belong in a, in a game. You have to, you know, hit hard, but you have to have respect for the other player, right? You, you don't yeah. want to put someone in a wheelchair or, you know, stuff like that. You can play the, the, the game hard without playing it cheap. So I think there is a, there is a balance there. But I do agree, like, you have to let the guys battle it out. You know, it's, it's part of the whole game. It it's, has been there for so long. So I think just by taking it out, and if you do watch hockey now, I do every now and then, and I still, you know, enjoy watching it, but they are calls that you just kind of laugh. I mean, I'm, you know, the guy right. loses his stick or it's stick on stick, 
and they call it. And I'm like, oh, come on. Like, let's, you know. This is- <laughs> Larry, I, I, almost, I almost ripped my TV off the wall the other night. It's, it's Colorado, Vancouver. I got my money on the abs. I've been on a little bit of a cold streak, Langer. Two nothing abs. And this fucking young ref, I don't know his name. I'm going to look it up before this week's ball. A little, a little one-handed stick lift. It calls two minutes. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I know. It's. It's like, you know, there is a obviously fine line, but, but you have to let the guys battle it out. That's exactly. like the, that's the, that's the best thing about hockey, right? Like the, 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 the grind, the gritty, like the, you know, the guy who is willing to pay the price, that's the guy who you want, right? If, if no one has to pay the price, well, how do you pick them? Just by skating? I mean, everyone can skate nowadays. So, yeah. you know, I think, I think that, that ingredients has to has to come back in. Yeah, Bobby, and that's a great. Yeah, go ahead, ups. No, I was just going to bring us, uh, if you don't mind, I was going to bring us to Phoenix. Um, just at that point, oh, yeah. at that point <laughs> of your career, right? You know, you come yeah. in, you've had, a, you, you've had a playing great with career. the up dog. No, yeah, you've had a great career, <laughs> Langer, and, and we could be here all day talking about all the highlight reel goals, the backdoor passes you made. You're an incredible player. When you came to Phoenix, you're at the latter part of your career. We had a great team. Um, were you like, were, did you know, like kind of the end was coming? And, and at that point, were you like, did you want to keep playing? Were you, were you ready to, to take the next step and be more of a father and move to Southern California full time? Or, or were you still kind of like, you know, I want to do this. Cause I, I still struggle with it. I'm four or five, I'm four years out of the game. And Obi will tell you, I always think I can go back and play, which is fucking crazy. But uh, yeah, I told you I have to get in the weight room a little bit. Yeah. I told you I have to get in the weight room. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I just guy. want to go work little on my guy. short game. But um, you know, to bring the mindset of coming into Scottsdale and still being a great player, but knowing that, like you know, maybe you know your days are kind of up, and if you want to stay in hockey or maybe not, or you're, you know, what was that? What was that I like think, for you? I think you know, I was what thirty nine at the time. No, 38, sorry, 38. But I think you, if you plan in the retirement, you already retired. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I always thought of it, when the day comes, it comes, and, and I don't enjoy the game anymore or I cannot play, I'll just pack it up mid-season and I'll be gone. Like, I, I didn't want to hang on just to, you know, get another game in or, or, you know, some kind of a stat that at the end of the day, who cares? You know, but I think you have to play it with passion. And if you if you don't have it anymore, just walk away. You know what I mean? And I always like playing like if 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 I could play another five years, you know, after I retired physically and and all that at a good level, I would have done it. But, you know, I think every guy reaches that point. Like, you know, all of us are retired. So so it's like a can you get a job? right does someone is someone willing to pay me and b at the end of the career you know you're almost 40 years old it's like do i want to drag the whole family for another year like you know kids are in school is it am i doing this for myself am i still enjoying it you know like if you start thinking like that you're probably done you know what i mean yeah but if i like to your point at at phoenix i Loved it, enjoyed, you know, the team and all that. I never even thought about retiring then. I mean, even it was my last, you know, last game, you know, at, at, at the end of the year. I never thought it was. Yeah. And, you know, I went, trained the summer, this and that. And then I decided, no, I'm done. 
you know so but uh, to your point i don't know like guys do plan it guys don't i never thought of it that way i like to think that you know i i just played all the games the same and i thought okay it's gonna be another season you know yeah and i loved it i enjoyed every minute of it and i think i think it's almost better that way because because you just <clears throat> enjoying the game you know as as they come instead of being like oh i got 20 to go <laughs> yeah yeah for sure it's, it's i'll tell you yeah. i'll tell you it's yeah. a lot easier. It's a lot easier, and when you're driving the rink from Scottsdale, than if, if you're in Edmonton, you're like ah, <laughs> 39. You're like, I think I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. No, hey, that's so, true. And, and Bobby, have you found peace? Like it's been, you know, 10, 12 years. Have you found? Yeah. Are, are you happy? Your kids are now. When you when you told me the other day, your kids oh. are in college and in high, like graduating oh. high school. To me, that was crazy. Yeah. You had these cute little boys, blonde hair, surfer kids from Southern California, yeah. and now they're all grown up. It's crazy. But have you found it, peace when you left the game now? Yeah. I mean, it, it obviously, for all of us, we've done it since we were little kids. So, you know, it's such a huge part of your, your life since you a young kid. That's what you do every day, year-round, right, for 30-some years, you know, almost 40 years, basically. And... Uh, it's not easy to replace it because, you know, the physical part, obviously you're missing that because that's what you, you do. You train your whole life, you skate in, you have that output, you have the hits, right? Like you can sort of vent, you know, if, if, if you want to, you know, you bottled up, you're just like, I'm just going to hit somebody, you know, that's yeah. all of a sudden, you know, like exactly. you have those outlets, right? Like it's not easy to replace it with just like, oh. I'm just gonna punch a guy in a bar. Like, yeah, that doesn't work, buddy. Right? You know, we gotta end up in jail. <laughs> That's not but, cool, man. That's not cool. But, 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 you know, I think after like probably four or five years, you kind of get into a new routine. You figure it out, and I think living away from hockey sort of helped. You know what I mean? Like, I'm in La Jolla. Like, there's no hockey. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. The the ghost. Sorry, OB. Like, <laughs> That's okay, buddy. That's okay. That's okay, buddy. That's <laughs> okay. But, but, you know, it's not a mecca, right? Even in LA yeah. now, you know, you have you have a lot of guys who, who are there, you know, retired and all that. So you kind of go into the games and, and this and that. I think stepping totally away from it is sort of like, you know, you rip the Band-Aid instead of peeling it off slowly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And once you, you know, once you, I, I obviously I like golf. I, I like plenty of things to keep myself busy. So you, you slowly just transition into that. And I have to say, like, I really don't think about playing hockey now unless I talk to one of you guys or, you know, my buddies back home. But it's, you know, like you said, yeah. it's been so yeah. long. You, you kind of move on. Yeah. I mean, with your golf swing, I'd like golf too, Langer. I'm going through a little bit of swing. But hey, Langer, Langer, you ever play pickleball? Look, I'm just about to start. Just oh, because all my, all my buddies, they transition to that. So, uh, you know, yeah. a lot of the guys I play golf with, they are like, oh, we got we to, gotta, you know, pickle game. I'm like, oh, come on. Like, not, what are we, old men, you know? Yeah. But, but. I, I guess it's is the new thing. So you know, at the beach club down here, we got we got a couple courts. So uh, <laughs> I think I think I'm gonna have to have to pick that up. Hey, remember like, how good of a uh, tennis player Verby was? Langer yeah. Verby could play tennis. He used to kick the you know the shit out of all of us when we go play tennis in Scott Silva. Did you play tennis growing up? Is that a, is it a yeah. Checo thing? Yeah. yeah. Tennis, yeah. tennis was big, and and especially when we were young, we played all the sports. I think that's one thing that. You know, all the parents here, 
they kind of forget about. Like, you know, we were basically in a hockey school, right? But as soon as the season ended, they, you know, got rid of the ice and we didn't put skates on for three, four months, you know, but we played all the other sports, We, you know, and like to your point, everything is fun, but everything is competitive. So, you know, yeah, we played tennis, we played all that, but, you know, I think it just helps you with everything because it's, you know, you, you give the body a break, you know, and, and you kind of, <laughs> you kind of, like, I, I want to play hockey again, you know? Yeah. No, that's just, yeah, these kids play all year round. Like near the end of my career, Langer, when I was playing for the Gulls, the guys were, the kids started skating in like start of June. The Stanley Cup playoffs weren't even over their skating. I'm like, boys, you got this all backwards. Like, you don't have to go as far as I did and don't start skating till August 1st, but there's a happy medium there somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, go back, go chase some girls or play golf or do something. Get off oh, the yeah. ice. No, I think, you know, I, I, I used to, you know, dad was, dad was, uh, you know, back home. You, you started the ice training a little bit sooner than, than here. Plus the season started sooner too. But yeah. at the end of my career, like I remember I, it started, well, actually started when I was playing with Alex Kovalev in Pittsburgh and we literally didn't skate it until the first day in camp. You know, like you train, <laughs> no, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You, you were training, you were in shape and, and all that, but we literally would not put the skates on until the first day in camp. And I'm like, yeah, it's going to hurt for a week. You know, but that's awesome, fresh. man. You know, but you were fresh yeah. to your point of be like, you know, by the time you know a New Year's came, guys, some guys would be like, "Damn, I've been skating for you know five months." I'm like, "Yeah, not me." Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. And, I'm still and, and it's funny you say that, like, and Tamu Salani, and and he would come out. We we would joke. It would be you know two weeks, ten days before camp, and out would come the flash. We look at each other like, "Wow, camp's got to be getting close here, right?" Here's the flash. <laughs> but he was he was in good shape already, and he would just ride the bike, stretch, stretch the body, stretch the career, and he just took care of himself. And he was fresh, like especially as he got older. Like I'm like, this guy knows what he's doing. He's not out here yeah. mid July bagging himself. No, I mean the big misconception is like. Yeah, you're not, you're not going to forget how to skate, right? You've been doing that your whole life. You, you're saving your body from, you know, mentally more than, more than yeah. physically because, because you've been doing it so much. But you have to be in shape. Like that's without, you know, you can't be thinking, oh, just because I'm not skating, I can just basically sit on the couch and eat, you know, drink beer and eat potato chips. Like, no, like you got to be in the top shape physically. And the skating, literally, it's a matter of, what, four days, maybe a week. You know, so I think that especially when you're a veteran and you don't have to battle for the spot on a team, right? Because, you know, you, 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 you on a roster and, and, and you've been doing this for a while. You have the luxury of basically giving yourself a break, you know, from not skating basically the extra two months. Yeah. Hey, Langer, I always wanted to ask you this. Updog mentioned that you were a veteran guy that he looked, uh, that he looked up to. What did you think when you showed up to Phoenix as a veteran guy and this fucking upshells buzzing around? Like, just tell me your first, like, what did you think as a veteran? Were you like, look at this? Like, I don't know. What did you think of the updog when you first, as a veteran guy? I, you know, Uppy was, Uppy was always fun, right? But, yeah. but he was all over the place. So he was, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, so you kind of, you kind of had to take it with a grain of salt. But, yeah. but I, I always liked the guys like Uppy who, who were, like full of energy right even even if sometimes if it was you were just like shaking your head just like what is this doing but but i'd rather have that than just a guy who's just sitting in a corner and has nothing to say you know what i mean like i always like guys who 
wanted to have fun and and were up for anything and just just kind of you know life of the team you know i think it brings the energy of the team up and it's just fun to be around you know no one wants to just be around 20 guys who just watch ipads and 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 play video games yeah you had biz exactly. you had biz and me just buzzing around just <laughs> we're like <laughs> Jesus, like between the two of us, it's like where the hell are these guys going here? Let's hurry up and get this game over with, boys. I, I love that Langer. I love that Langer said he's all over the place. He's still like that Langer. He's still like that today. He's all over the place. It's, I mean, if you're going in a straight this, this straight line, I think you're going the wrong way. You got to just be all over the map. Yeah, you got to bounce yeah, right. a little bit, you know. Yeah, but, but I have to. Oh, laugh he's when, bouncing. Yeah, I have to laugh when I see Biz on TV now. You know, doing the the, the commentary, I'm just like, oh my goodness, like, it's wild. Of, I, yeah, it's absolutely <laughs> wild. And he's killing. He's killing it. He's great for the game. Yeah, and yeah, uh, we, we saw it at the beginning. Yeah, I want to ask you. Sorry, I want to ask you this earlier about Kovalev. There was this thing I saw on Instagram about like the sickest style, and you had sick style. But how nasty was he, and how sick his style was? Hey, eh, back in the day. Oh, dude! Like he when when Kobe came to to Pitt, right? He he came there from from New York, and uh, I remember we were just warming up, skating around, like you know, with box, whatever, just just kind of cruising, and he would just stretch, right? He would just do like little groin stretches. And, and he would just grab a puck and he would just like, you know, he just looked at you like across the ring and just like throw a sauce, you know, like 10 feet in the air and he just landed flat on your stick. And you're just like, is this guy for real? Or, or what? Like, what is, what is he doing here? He should be, you know, he should be putting up 150 points every, every year. Like this is, this is stupid. Like I remember even Yags who, you know, at the time was in his, in his heyday at, and he was just like, dude, this guy, like the yeah. the set of hands on him and everything, like the, the skating, you know, mobility and all that stuff, changing, you know, directions and all that. It was something to watch. It was it was pretty special. He was a beast just, too. Just his legs, out. his legs oh. were just monsters. He was just an ox. Oh yeah, he was a <laughs> he was a big dude. Like yeah. he was a strong. I like. I remember guys thought, "Oh, I'm just gonna hit him." Like, "Oh yeah, if you want to hit him, you, <laughs> yeah. you you better get ready because yeah. you're gonna get rocked." Yeah, yeah. Hey, like, I just want to ask you because you talked about training. Like, how much did it change throughout your career of of the way guys train? Because I often look back at, at the way I trained. You know, me and Loops worked out together, so I was doing the same exact workouts as Loops. And looking back, I'm like. Why was I doing the same thing as Loops? I was a bigger guy that didn't need to get stronger. Like I should have been doing more flexible. And but like, did you? How did your training evolve throughout your career? I think you, I think you have some routine that you know works for you, right? So like, uh, I always like lifting weights and never liked running. So I never ran, hardly ever. I liked the bike, so I I killed myself on a bike. But you're right, like, you know, especially nowadays, the, you know, the science of the working out, I think is, is so much better. It's, it's more efficient. So the guys can, you know, really dial it in the, the quick twitch muscles and, and the explosiveness and all that. I think, I think that's the biggest advantage that, you know, during my career, it was pretty much up to you. If you find a good trainer that you liked and, and he knew what he was doing, you know, you kind of just stuck with it. But like I think now you have you know I mean you, you can look up anything on YouTube right like how to train for this or how to train and and some of these guys I'm not saying everybody but some of these guys are really good at what they do 
I think the the young kids, you know, have good advantage with with this as as far as you know, getting in better shape and and quicker and 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 faster. Hey, Obi, you'll love this. <laughs> Bobby, who taught you the, the wall sit? Because this guy, after every game, he would come in and he would do he would do twenty minutes of wall sits, and I was like, "Your fucking quads are already monsters!" Like, what are you doing? Well, who taught you that? You used to do wall sits after almost yeah. every game. Yeah, we did. I think I think with Kobe or maybe Yags started that. I don't know. One of these two guys. I'm but... like, I come in, he's, he's in the old ninety perfect little sit. I'm like, grab a damn chair and a beer, would you? <laughs> Uh, you're right, you just yeah. got two and two. I would just sit on a couch or something there. He's just, yeah, he's just was... 20 minutes on the wall, just sitting there. <laughs> sitting on air. <laughs> it was impressive, boy. That's good. Oh, Bobby, yeah. hey, listen, we, we appreciate you taking your yeah. time. You're, no, you're, you're a legend time. to us. You're a legend to all the guys in our era, man. You played the game the right yeah, way. Um, we appreciate it. We got to get down to 405 and come see you. And play some play some golf down in La Jolla. Take some of that. Yeah, bring, so take bring some, some of that hard-earned uh, National League pension money you got there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we appreciate it, bud. You're looking good. Family's healthy. Uh, thanks for coming on. We appreciate you, buddy. Yeah. Anytime, guys. Anytime, and let's get together and uh, you know play some golf and have a couple of beers. That sounds awesome, good. Thanks, thanks, okay. buddy. You're a legend. Thank, Thank you, you, boys. Welcome back to Mr. Curfew, Updog. Uh, thanks for grabbing him. What a guy. I miss him to laugh. He, nobody says I'll be better than him. I mean, he's just a beauty. Yeah, yeah, he is. Um, you know, we've been wanting to get him on for a while. It's been hard, even though he's our neighbor down here in Orange County. I know. Um, but, like, I, I think we dove into it, you know, great with him. He had a great career. He played with some incredible players. I'm not going to give that. I'm not going to make that the reason why he was so damn good. But uh, I, I enjoyed, like I've always said to you, I enjoyed having you know some of the great uh, veteran guys that I've got to play with. He's definitely up top, uh, you know, top ten of those guys. So uh, just a fun guy. You can tell how much you know he enjoyed coming to the rink, and um, you know, just one of those guys that like if shit was going bad. He was still like laughing and having fun. And like, you know, if the coach was getting on guys, he kind of come over and tell a joke, you know, get the coach. He's like, oh, fuck, fuck the coach. You know, like, yeah. just, it's a long year, bud. You're going to turn pucks over. Just, you know, it's all good. Yager turns pucks over too. He would say things to you as a younger guy that, that you, you would appreciate. So, um, yeah, I, one of the best. I appreciate him coming on. Yeah, I wish I would have the opportunity to play with him because, I mean, I played some golf with him through you and just having him on today, like, he just makes you feel better, right? His, 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 the way he talks, his laugh is great, his, his demeanor is great. So um, let's get down there and tee it up with him. And like I said, Updog, thanks again for grabbing him. Uh, fella, looking forward to getting back in the studio with you this week. Enjoy the rest of the time in Aspen, bud. And, uh, yeah, thanks again for getting Langer. That was missing curfew.